often people, when they ask me about my book, they ask me about the process of writing the book and what brought me to move from my career as an academic to write this very personal literary book. And so I thought I'd talk a little bit about the process and how the ideas of the book came out and then about the main themes. When I think about the process of writing the book, the one sentence that always comes back to my mind is a sentence that says, I found mummy. And uh, that's because the months of writing pre were months of writing, not exactly under conditions of freedom. It was, it began in the spring of 2022 and we had moved to Berlin for a few months and I spent my mornings locked inside a cupboard the world was fighting a virus that was still mysterious and very contagious and very unknown. And I was fighting with my children who were struggling to understand why we should continue to work, given that the schools were closed and everything was locked and even the playgrounds were shut and everybody was at home. And so I had found shelter in this wardrobe in Berlin, which was quite big, but still designed as covered rather than a study space. And it was the only place where I could take shelter from these three children that were kind of following me around the house, but also turned out to be exactly those conditions of unfreedom, the right place to think about this uh, concept of freedom. Um, I had gone to Berlin a few weeks earlier to wrap up various projects, including a book on Kant's critique of pure reason, very academic, and one on the concept of freedom in the liberal and socialist traditions of thought. And one of the driving ideas of that book was going to be that I had always thought that it was a mistake to oppose liberalism and socialism, interpreting liberalism as a defense, as a set of theories that were committed to defending freedom and socialism as a question of solidarity or equality. And it had always seemed to me when I reflected on these concepts, theoretically, that both traditions were animated by the same moral question, what kind of moral and political and social order can you justify to people who are subjected to this coercive power of laws, not just the laws of their state of birth, but also the laws of the system of state, the laws of the market, the laws of society. So that initial very academic project was going to show how, for example, some socialist critiques that try to um, attack the liberal traditions are in fact critiques that expand the concept of freedom rather than reducing it and uh, engage with this very idea that is central to the liberal tradition and which make us think about the need to question the foundations of our own society. So that was the academic project. And that was exactly the project that had to be interrupted because all the libraries were shut suddenly and all the cancellation of teaching and research activities, but also more generally a state of intellectual and political confusion which made me very um, uneasy about the way in which, for example, rights and freedoms that we took for granted that seemed to be the foundation of the constitutional order of liberal states, like the right to freedom of movement, the freedom of association, or um, the freedom to be with one's loved ones, all of these were suspended with an appeal to emergency politics. And so it was because of those conditions, because of being in this cupboard in Berlin with my kids around, with the schools shut and the libraries shut and the research suspended, that I started to think of freedom not as this theoretical abstract concept, but also as a kind of concrete existential drama and uh, always the freedom of someone rather than another, the freedom of somewhere rather than another place and the freedom of a time, but not of another time, which was the, the COVID case. 
And so the idea that freedom was always suspended in this condition between, on the one hand, the needs of the individuals and on the other hand, collective responsibilities, but also more generally suspended between critical thinking on the one hand and ideological capture on the other. And so it was because of this attempt to kind of orient myself in this crisis, which was, as I say, personal, um, political and social. And I began to think of these words of my grandmother that came back to my head, who said that uh, when you don't know how to think about the future, what you do is you turn to the past. And that's exactly what I did. I kind of turned to the past and tried to think of you know, how my own lived experiences could inform thinking about the crisis in which we were living. And so a book that was intended as a book of theoretical and philosophical reflection became a kind of project of recovering the memory of the past and trying to find ways of orienting through those memories in this unease and uncertainty of the present. And so I kind of returned to my childhood and adolescence in Albania, and I thought about the student movement, the demand for freedom in the early 90s in Eastern Europe, the ideological rigidity of socialism, but then also the state of confusion and kind of intellectual abyss in which the transition period through all of us and the people that made sacrifices and the lives that were lost and the promises that were realized. And I was wondering, what can we learn from all of this, from this state of crisis that we had gone through once in our history? What could we learn? And all suddenly all these kind of abstract concepts that I had think and I had thought would orient my, my project then turned into real characters and became the characters of my book. So the philosophical dilemmas that I was going to describe in this very abstract philosophical way became conversations between people um, in the flesh, my father, my mother, my grandmother, my teachers. And so the whole project became then uh, one that turned from a historical and philosophical treatment into this more literary way of exploring the very same ideas, but through lived experiences because of the lived experience that I myself was going through at that point in writing the book. So the main theme that animates the book is this idea of freedom. And what I try to do in it is to explain what individual agency and responsibility look like when there are larger social constraints and structures of power that inhibit that individual agency. And so the book explores how this concern, this yearning for freedom is at the heart of all the dilemmas and all the choices that are faced by characters who also have different conceptions of what freedom looks like and how, how we could realize it, what it takes to realize it, and who encounter these dilemmas as they navigate, as I was doing when I was writing the book, these concerns of crisis and the uncertainty of going and thinking that you were in one system, but that you might suddenly be in another system. And in that case, it was true, they were in one system and then ended up in another system. So the book is set in Albania, which is where I come from, and is in many ways what mathematicians or um, economic, economic, economists or political scientists call a limit case. A limit case is one where you can test a particular component or a theory or a value in its extreme form. And it's also a limit case because one sees how these ideas of freedom shape lives in different systems, in socialism and in liberalism. And the idea that these two systems are often presented as rivals to each other with a different ethos characterizing each of them, the book tries to challenge that and to talk about how the yearning for freedom is in fact central to the demands of people in both of these systems. And um, the book is written from the point of view, or ended up being written from the point of view of this young girl who is at the cusp 
of making a transition from childhood to adulthood and whose personal cognitive and emotional evolution coincides with the evolution or rather revolution of her country from one political system to the other. So it's a kind of coming of age story, uh, both for the individual and for the country. And in both cases, it's a relatively traumatic coming of age story. Um, in the personal case, it's dramatic because we learn the ideas of freedom and personal responsibility from our social environment. But in this case, the two main sites of influence, so the family on the one hand and the state on the other, who educate this young girl are in complete con contrast to each other. Because I was growing up in this dissident family in Albania without knowing it, and so I was equally subjected to the formative influence of the state, but also of my family. And so uh, I was taught to be a good citizen and a good pioneer, but I didn't know that, for example, my great-grandfather was a fascist who was uh, in personal responsible for handing over the sovereignty of Albania to fascist Italian occupiers during the Second World War, or that my grandfather had been a political prisoner for uh, 15 years, or that my mother's family were very large um, property owners. And so, of course, in every society that is divided by class, uh, whether it's socialism or whether it's liberalism, which class you come from shapes the opportunities that you have in the future and shapes the sense of self that you develop and uh, shapes also the, the, the sense of future that one has. But in my case, this was extreme because these formative influences were in contra contrast to each other and pulled in different uh, direction. And that's why it was uh, this tension between these different sides of influence and the tension between how we think about freedom in these different historical epochs is in a way what animates the search for freedom in the book and the dialogue that it tries to set up where there is no um, unified interpretation of the purposes and of the motives of different characters, but rather an effort to try and show how these different stories shape uh, the self-understanding of someone who grows up in these circumstances. And more generally, uh, all the characters in the book each have a different idea of freedom. So my mother, for example, has what one would call a kind of liberal classical idea of negative freedom. You're free if nobody stops you from doing certain things, from going somewhere, from associating with someone. My father has a more social idea of freedom where, you know, philosophers call it positive freedom, whereby you are free only if you have also opportunities to develop yourself. And my grandmother has another idea of freedom, which is the one that I am most philosophically attracted to, which is a kind of freedom as moral agency, whereby we are free to the extent that we choose to make moral decisions while being aware of the constraints um, around us. And so hers is an idea of moral freedom that then provides the foundation for social critique. And uh, more generally, and really to wrap up, what I wanted to do with this book was through the story of my family and of my country, to react to what I think has become a very dominant liberal or maybe even left liberal idea and way of thinking about the end of Cold War, the fate of countries that emerged from the Cold War and related ideas of the end of history. And I think the dominant tendency has been to think and to relate to the plight of those countries and of those groups who don't share this straightforward liberal trajectory by, having, by thinking of themselves as 
kind of moral saviors where, you know, we're ready to free people and to free countries from, you know, their backwardness or their tragedies or their plights, whichever way you want to think about it. And by talking about the multiplicity of ideas of freedom in my country, in a limit case like Albania, in a limit case like my uh, family in Albania, I wanted to highlight the risk of paternalism that there is in interpreting these stories that come from this context in a very homogeneous way. And uh, in, in the risk of paternalism that there is, uh, which ends up, I think, perpetuating the oppression rather than liberating people when it attributes to context difference from the liberal one, this sense of need and victimhood. And so Albania was kind of extreme in its heroic rejection of um, imported models in the form of Soviet socialism, and also extreme then afterwards in the post-1990 period in its commitment to Western liberal values. And my grandmother was also in some ways extreme in, in saying that, you know, we always have this fundamental moral freedom. But I thought that it was really important to tell this story of this context, of this country, of these people from a perspective that saw and that made people and readers aware of the fact that this is not just a history of tragedy and oppression, but it's also freedom where people exercise their agency. And so it's one of continuous liberation from within both individual and um, collective. So I'll just stop there. Thank you.